Well, good morning. It's great to be with you this morning. Um, my name is Aaron Rorda. I am the lead pastor of Eden Mennonite Church in Chilliwack. And I want to invite, or actually I should say, I want to welcome um, a couple of groups here. I want to welcome the, the wider Mennonite Church British Columbia family as this sermon will be part of the Summer in the Psalms series that they're offering. And we also want to welcome the wider MC Canada family uh, as this sermon will be uh, broadcast as part of a service for one of the online services this summer. And, and, and I believe that, that both of these will probably be seen in July, but wherever you're capturing this sermon from, we want to extend our um, welcome and our greetings to you from Eden Mennonite Church in Chilliwack. And again, my name is Aaron Rorda, and I'm the lead pastor here at Eden. And so let me start my uh, sermon this morning by saying this. At times in life, we all need to stop and recapture the wonder of a God who is all around us all the time. Now, I know in our community, if you were talking to some of our congregants, they would say that I say this often, but I, and I do, I admit to that, but the reason I say it often is, is because it needs to be said often, because it is so easy for us to lose sight uh, of that God who is present with us always, to lose sight of the wonder of God in the midst of all the diverse experiences of life that we have. Now, a few years ago, uh, as a family, we, it was during the, the pandemic lockdown, so a year, a year and a half ago, we started watching a show called Alone. Now, I don't know if you've seen this show, and we've seen a couple of seasons of it and enjoyed it as a family. Um, in this show, let me explain it. In this show, 10 contestants are placed, each on their own five-mile plot of land in a very remote setting with nothing but 10 items they have chosen to take with them. So things like a sleeping bag, something to start a fire with, um, a knife, an axe, as you can get the idea, they're, they're sent out there to do that. And they're dropped off by helicopter or by boat or whatever the remote vehicle is that can get them to that, to that location. And they're dropped off in the autumn or fall. And the reason they do that is, is so that they experience really diverse weather conditions. So they actually get into the, the de deep cold of the winter. It's kind of scary. I mean, they don't even have a shelter. They have to build that. They have nothing. And then they are tasked with simply surviving as long as they can. Now, the goal in this particular season of the show that I, that I will allude to was to survive for 100 days. And there's different ones. There's another season where it was just who could survive the longest. But in this particular one, anybody who, uh, who was able to survive for 100 days um, was able to split the, 100, the $1 million in prize money. Now, what we found is that um, although anybody can enter, primarily the contestants were either trained survival professionals or at least had significant experience in, in the wilderness. And even though they were highly skilled, most did not finish the 100 days. It seemed the wilderness almost always got the better of them. Now, for TV consumption, so that you and I could sit at home in our comfortable chairs in a climate-controlled environment with our snacks and, and whatever makes us comfortable for TV consumption. We could watch this from that comfort. Um, they, are give, they are all given camera gear and, and a satellite phone. 
And the camera gear helps them film their journey. Each one doesn't have a camera person with them. They have, they have gear, so they have to film it themselves. And the phone is for when they want to quit, or as it says in the show, when they want to tap out. They simply have to pick up the phone and call for any type of emergency, but call and say, I'm finished, and somebody will come and pick them up. Now, one of the things that we noticed was that <clears throat> As they go deeper into the journey of survival, it becomes clear that fat, not protein, is the most valued commodity for survival. They can catch rabbits and other animals, but, but although those animals will give them the necessary protein, particularly a rabbit, it will often not offer the needed fat for survival. Maybe you've heard this before, you can't really survive on rabbit meat. Because of this, the ultimate prize, well, one of the ultimate prizes, maybe the ultimate prize would be if they could get a moose, but the ultimate prize uh, generally was for them to be able to catch fish because fish have, this, have the fat their body needs to survive as well as the protein. Now, in one episode, a contestant who is, is one of the final four, so it's deep into the game, is feeling the pangs or, or the deep pains of hunger and, they need, and the need for fat in the cold of winter, it's winter. It's about 50 days into the survival competition and they have lost significant amount of weight. Now she has tried and tried to catch fish, but has had no luck. And so, so on this day, as she goes out on the ice uh, of this big, uh, this, this ice, this, this body of water, she goes out on the ice and begins to fish. She is really hopeful for a different outcome. Now, after many hours of fishing with no bites, she is cold and discouraged and she feels, she appears, I should say, ready to give up for the day. But suddenly, just as she begins to pull her line in, she gets a bite and is able to pull in not one, but two large fish in succession. Now, the scene that follows, uh, the, the scene following her catch is one of pure wonder, one that, that my description, as I, as I describe it now, will not be able to fully capture. And so as I describe, as I describe what happened for this, this contestant, I, I want to invite you to let your mind and heart locate a spot of complete euphoria that you have experienced at some time in your life. And I ask you to do this because this will help you capture what she, in this moment, was experiencing. So let me describe it. As, the, as she pulls those fish up onto the ice, she begins to laugh as she looks at these two large, beautiful fish that will offer her sustenance like she has never, ever experienced. She cries. Then she laughs again. Then, then she becomes momentarily overwhelmed with gratitude. You hear her saying, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Then she cries again. She lays down, flat on her back on the ice. Then she stands up. Then she dances. Then she sits in complete silence. This scenario repeats itself over and over for a few minutes while these fish just lay there beside her. In this moment, the gift of those fish have activated a deep sense of wonder at what has been provided to her. And although the title of the show is Alone, 
The wonder of this moment reminds this contestant and us as the viewers that they are not alone. And this is what our story is about today. Psalm 8. You can turn there if you want. Psalm 8, a wonderful, one of my favorite psalms. In many ways, this psalm should create a response in us that is similar to this contestant's response when she catches those all-important fish. Psalm 8 is a psalm that, that reminds us of the wonder of God, and it reminds us of the wonder of our role within his kingdom work. Think about that. So let me read it to you, and it might have already been read, but it's worth reading again and sitting with it, and, and just sitting there with the passage and not, not moving too quickly past it, past it. And so as I read it, let it be nutrients you so desperately need in the same way that the fish were nutrients that this contestant so desperately needed. Let this psalm lead you into a place of wonder. And it says this, and I'm going to read from the New International Version. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory in the heavens, and, and through the praise of children and infants, you have established a stronghold against your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. When I consider your heavens and the work of your fingers, the moon, and the stars which you have set in place. What is mankind that you are mindful of them? Human beings that you care for them. You have made them a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honor. You have made them rulers uh, over the works of your hands. You have put everything under their feet, all flocks and herds, and the animals of the wild, and the birds of the sky, and the fish in the sea, all that swim in the paths of the sea. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Just take that in for a moment. Let's not move too quickly past it. Oh, Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. As I said earlier, at times in life, we all need to stop and recapture the wonder of a God that is all around us all the time. And Psalm 8 is many things, but at its heart is a psalm of awe and a psalm of wonder. This psalm helps us to capture or to, to recapture the wonder of our God and the wonder of our part in his kingdom work. Think about that. I'd say this, wow, that's amazing. He not only provides for us, but also invites us to participate with him. And so maybe if there's, there's maybe one statement or, or passage or quote that could capture some of what I want to communicate from this psalm today, and there's so much we could communicate, I think it would be found in John 15, verse 4. And so if there's one thing you could remember, it would be this passage tied to Psalm 8. It says this, Remain in me, as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. 
Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. And I would add this, always remember, that a life of wonder is a life that is rooted in and remains connected to the one who created us. And so there's three things I just want to briefly share with you this morning. And the first is this. A life of wonder is a life of growing awareness and praise. This psalm begins and ends with praise towards God because because our lives are meant to do the same. Just like this psalm is sandwiched between or framed with praise to God, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name. Our lives are meant to do that as well. The praise that is offered in this psalm is a praise that is rooted in a growing awareness of God, an awareness of God being in, through, and over everything. In the first, in the ninth verse of this psalm, the psalmist is inviting the reader to a deeper and growing awareness of a majestic and powerful God. A God who, although he created the mountains, also cares for and involves you in his great plan. Going back to my illustration, as this survival contestant that I talked about caught that in, those invaluable fish in the midst of her hunger, she in that moment, recognized the majesty of God. In that moment, she, out of her awareness of God, extended praise and gratitude toward him. We, in life, can so easily get distracted from his presence with us and his provision for us. It often is only in those moments of deep need or, or hunger that we begin to notice him. And this psalm invites us to notice him in the ordinary as well as the extraordinary. To notice him when we see his provision, but also to notice him when we don't. And so I'd invite you to take time this week, whatever your context is, to, to, to sit quietly with this psalm. to to read it slowly, and to work at noticing God within you. Don't just move away from from this sermon as if, well, that was said. Sit with the actual psalm. Maybe life is hard right now. Maybe you're having a hard time believing that He is with you. I would say this, if that is your reality, let this psalm be your reminder. To reflect for a moment. Let me give you this verse again. Remain in me, as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Always remember that a life of wonder is a life that is rooted in and remains connected to the one who created us. The second thing is this. A life of wonder is a life of ongoing trust. Even when things don't make sense. In this psalm, the psalmist does, he doesn't only only point out a God who is worthy of praise. The psalmist also gives us words of assurance as he points us toward a God who cares for us. A God who never forgets us and always protects us. It says this in the verses 2, 3, and 4. Through the praise of children and infants, you have established a stronghold against your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. 
when I consider your heavens, the works of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place? What is mankind that you are mindful of them, human beings that you care for them? What do you need to trust to God today? What's sitting at the front of your mind right now that, that maybe is causing elevated anxiety, causing a lot of worry, causing concern? What do you need to just simply give over to God? It doesn't take it away, but it allows God to carry it with you, carry it for you. What do you need to trust to God today? Where do you need the assurance that He, it, that he the majestic King of Kings, is with you and taking care of you right now. Remain in me, as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Always remember that a life of wonder is a life that is rooted and remains connected. It's rooted in and remains connected to the one who created us. The final thing is this, this morning. A life of wonder is a life of responding to and participating in God's kingdom work. The final section of this psalm leads the reader in a different direction uh, than, than, than one would usually go. It helps the reader understand that they are not only a recipient of God's provision and creation, God's wonder, but also an agent of it or a participant in it. The theologian Walter Brueggemann says it this way, This psalm is an advance beyond the others we have considered concerning creation. Because here, the human person is acknowledged to be God's regent in the governance of creation. Not only is creation well-ordered, but the human agent occupies a crucial role in the governance of that order. The psalmist, in this part of the psalm, is reminding us of our part in God's great kingdom work. You and I are not simply bystanders who notice the beauty of God. We are participants who have been entrusted to steward and extend that wonder. You and I have been entrusted with the wonder of God and are always being asked to extend it to the world around us. Think about this. You are the wonder of God, and you have been entrusted with that wonder. So I ask you this. How might you respond to and participate in his kingdom work of sharing his wonder this week? Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It, it must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Always remember that a life of wonder is a life that is rooted in and remains connected to the one who created us. And so as you go on this day in your part of the country and wherever you're watching from, whatever day it might be as you go, Notice the wonder of God that is all around you all the time. It's in the bounty of your table. It's in the neighbor next door. It's in the creation all around, and I could keep going and going. 
So as you go into the week ahead, be intentional about being present in the wonder of God and do this in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And I would say go in wonder. Let me close by reading this psalm one more time and let's just carry it as a gift to walk into the week with. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You, you have set your glory in the heavens. Through the praise of children and infants, you have established a stronghold against your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the works of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place. What is mankind that you are mindful of them? Human beings that you care for them. You have made them a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honor. You made them rulers over the works of your hands. You put everything under their feet, all flocks and herds and animals of the wild, the birds of the sky and the fish in the sea, all that swim the paths of the sea. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth.